I, this has been a really annoying thing where on weekends lately, I've been waking up like before 8 a.m. Just like, mm -hmm. like 7, 15, 7, 30, And I am like, no! <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I about midnight. So, okay. Uh, Posey is here oh with Lady. How long do you have her? Uh, about a week. Just kind of her her parents are in Disney World. Can I come over and just... I mean, obviously, I mean, see y'all and Lady, but like also see Posey. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Uh, Posey is just is, is so fussy in particular I compared to Lady. It. I love it so much. Like Lady and I have just like a, a routine of like we get up and then I go sit at the top of the steps and she comes like under my arm and I pet her and scratch her and we just sing. And the whole time Posey's like running up and down the stairs looking at me like, come on, come on, we're going. Like, we got to do this. And I'm like, all right, fine. And then we get there and then like, Lady trots over to the, the, like, we have the door to the kind of screened-in porch and then the screened-in door, and, like, Posey's, like, pushing it, like, trying to open it herself. I'm like, take it easy. She just, she, you know what? What I'm hearing is she's a woman who knows what she wants and will go after it. <laughs> okay. Um, um, also, but we should explain she, that Posey is a corgi, and... I think we've talked about Posey on here before, but yes, Posey's <laughs> a corgi. Years, so let's not pretend that people, that we, that we don't have new <laughs> listeners, or that people write down everything we talk about. Um, yeah, Posey's a corgi, Lady is, of course, a pit bull, so it's a very interesting dynamic. Um, but then also, like, so so we have Posey come over last night. We have uh, our friend Blake came over. We haven't seen him in a while, and we're, like, you know, hanging out, watching a movie, talking, drinking, and it's, like, midnight, and <laughs> Tara has gone into the guest bedroom because it is lower to the ground than our bed mm -hmm. so like posy can get in it easily mm -hmm. so she's like i'm sleeping with the dogs and i'm like sure okay um so she's in there and then i uh, right before i like drift off to sleep i'm like oh craniacs so i like set my alarm and i'm like okay i'll get up at eight and i'll, I'll watch them both and then I just got up. I literally, I, I'll be honest, I was falling asleep during during sharing Kirby. Like I was like, like, like I was watching. I've got my my work computer in my where my desk used to be. So I've got my like laptop now on like a chair, and then I'm sitting in a chair watching. And, and so you're gonna get uh, POV. You're my computer as I'm watching sharing Kirby. I'm like slowly like leaning on my on my hand and like drifting off because. Yes. We'll get to it in a second, but I see Kirby now, and Kirby's just like automatic, just like ambient. I'm just like oh. I'm just not interested <laughs> in this character. I I think it's fine. I I too watch. I watched the first episode last night, and then I was like, okay, you'll have time in the morning. I had set my alarm for like because this is how, how I do it, eight fifty two, and I was mm -hmm. like, that gives me plenty of time to like watch the episode, take Leo out, et cetera, et cetera. So obviously, when I woke up at seven thirty, I was like, well, I have plenty of time. But um, Leo does not sleep in my bed anymore, and so. But he's he's very pups out about it. Like mm. he whines and looks at my bed. He'll he'll put his paws up on the side of it and be like, "Lift me up like you used to." And this is a I shouldn't do this, but I feel bad. So sometimes in the mornings I'll lift him up into my bed if I'm like gonna read in bed or something for a little bit. So I lifted him up and poured myself some coffee, and we watched Frasier in bed this morning. And it was just, is he is he too old? Is that why it, or why? Um, you, you know, he has this um, degenerative disc thing in his back where um, basically he can't jump down from furniture. He can. Physically, he can. He should not because it will just make right, it worse. Right, yeah. That's and what they said with Posey is they're like, try and get her, like lift her down and I'm, you know, doing that. So Yeah. So like oh, I have a gate in front of my couch and the only part that isn't gated off is where there are some cute steps for him. But my bed is too high. Um, I haven't found steps for it. I would have to train him to use the steps because I can't gate off my entire bed except for the steps. So I'm just too worried that in the middle of the night he's going to like wake up, which he does, wakes up to go get water and just jump off the bed. And the, my bed is high. So I would, I'm, I would I, love like this gated off bed and then like, you know, as as a, as a single woman, like someone comes back and they're just like, oh, okay, um, <laughs> what is this? And you're like, I have a dog. <laughs> it's a challenge. Can you? Oh, I'm not. I'm not yeah. going to say what I was about to say because it's <laughs> going to come across much worse than I intended it to. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I have how I do. However, now get ads on Instagram for all sorts of ramps and steps that are don't take up a lot of space that can get your dog into the bed. And I'm like, I'm considering mm -hmm. it. I'm considering we, it. When Lady hurt her back, we tried, Tara found some like foam steps. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what and, I have in the living room. Well, A, I think they were too, like 
lady would step on them and they go and just like sink. Yes. But B, she was like, like we put them up next to the, the, the couch. We're like, look. And she went, okay. And like went around them and jumped mm-hmm. up on the, we're like, no, you have to like use the steps. And she would just like put one paw on them and then look at us and then try and jump on. The, like I've touched it. Can I get up on the yeah. bed? Oh, like, is this what you wanted? I mean, I, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I had to train Leo. I mean, it, he took to it very fast because um, he can't jump over the steps to get to the couch. And But I would just mm-hmm. put a treat on every step. And then he was like, oh, I'll go up this step. Oh, there's a treat here. And then there was a treat on the couch. Right. I think we tried that too. And Lady just ate the treats like without going up the steps because the steps came up to like her yeah. chin, the top yeah. one. Like that's part of it. I'm like, I think I'm going to have to build some like wood ones like to, if yes. we ever need to do this. Because... Uh, pretty much all the negative reviews that Leo's steps have are from people whose dogs are too heavy for them. Yeah. And, and, and the, the manufacturer is like, this is only meant for dogs like up to 30 pounds. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, your 45 yeah. pound dog is going to squash the steps. Yeah. I think it was just something she saw at like, um, home goods or Marshall's or yeah, something. Yeah, usually yeah. they have like the mishmash of stuff and you can just, it's oh, just yes. like whatever fell off the truck. That this, that, that is where Leo's gate is from. The one that I'm like touching right now. That's right next to me is, um, that's from, it's from home goods. If you can see behind me, there's a pin. I've I was going to say, I can see the, I can see something over your shoulder. So, um, it used to, before I had the gates up and everything, um, I, I wasn't right after, so this is around Valentine's day when he hurt his back. Um, when I left, I had to contain him. He had to be on like crate rest, but I, he hated his crate. So they're like, you can just keep him in a pen. And so I have mm. this pen now where his food is and one of his beds is. And I still, now he's fine. He can get on and off the couch just fine. So I don't want to put him in there when I leave. But um, I've still left it up just in case. Although it, it is a significant chunk of my living room. <laughs> it's like my yeah. Peloton in the pen. And then it's like, there's not a whole lot of extra space in here. But yeah, anyway. Posey has, has a little bit of an issue with food. So we have to like put her in her crate and like close it so Lady can't get anywhere near her food. But the second, but the whole time she and like she ate it in like no time. It's like boom, and I ate it. And I'm like, well, you got to stay in there while I feed Lady and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting Lady. Lady has you know medicine that we put in peanut butter mm-hmm. and like Posey is like, mm-hmm. like first I put Posey's bowl on top of the ca- cage and then was like filling it up there. And she was like trying to get at it from like under it. And I'm like, calm. I'm like, calm, calm. Just wait a second. You will get your food. It's fine. But that's just, she's just that, that. So it becomes this thing of like, we can't feed both of them at the same time. I also think that's very much a corgi thing. Like corgis are fairly hyper at times. So yes. Well, they're very, they're herding dogs. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we're going to do this. Like uh, Posey will get a toy. And we'll drop it on your foot and then look up at you like you're going to throw this. And we'll, and like, like Lady, we do fetch for like 15, 20 minutes and she's fine. Like Posey is, will not stop. And the mm-hmm. thing, the other thing about Posey is she slobbers over toys like a lot. Like she, w- w- like if, like the third time it comes back to you, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And again, she puts it on your foot. So it was funny yesterday. Um, Molly made a comment. Molly, her mom was like, so start wearing socks around the house. Like it was like, <laughs> you're going to have to do that. Cause she always does it with me and she puts it on my foot foot and I just like kick it away. Mm-hmm. And she thinks it's part like, it's just, that's the game. Yeah. Like I don't kick it. Like, like I flip it up kind of like a, a hacky sacks on the mm-hmm. top of your foot. Yeah. Speaking of Kirby, Kirby looks like he was a major hacky sacker. Oh, a hundred percent. Right. And like, you just kind of whoop. But I've seen they have like a, a tennis ball at their house that's been like torn in half. Oh, it's just I'm like sure. the dregs of a tennis ball. And she is just like because she can just put it, you know, cup side down on your foot and then stare up at you and just wait. And it, and like I, I look at your foot if you like move at all. She's like, uh, uh, are you doing it? Are you gonna do it? I don't know what is gonna happen when I have a dog that is a real dog. Leo does not play fetch, he does not play with toys, he does not slobber, he does not lick faces, he does not like like I mean I have a cat as a dog and like I don't know what's gonna happen when I get a real dog. I think about that a lot. Like if, if we got like a normal pit bull and the energy they send they tend to put out and they're all very cuddly and do that, but I think we have one that leans more towards just kind of goof around. Although now she's taken like Tara has trained her lady to when Tara has to do anything that she can't concentrate on lady she goes mm-hmm. I have to go to work or she goes like if she has to go to yoga she goes she leaves or anything like mm-hmm. that like when lady starts getting like oh we're we doing something she's like I have to go to work I can't do that I mean she's got door because like lady defaults to this room yeah 
and I work over there. So I go, I have to go to work. And she goes, oh, so this is the part where I lay myself down where I'm looking right at you until we do that. And I'm like, you, like, so much of my work is like tap, 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 tap. And then like the slow turn over my shoulder and there's the dog just like sitting there staring at me, laying down with her ears down, like looking up mm-hmm. like this. It's just, I'm just like, no, well, I'm busy. Leave me alone. So that is Leo starting at about 2.30 because he's convinced that it's been days since he's eaten and it's dinner time. And he right. will sit directly behind my desk chair and just like stare this. at you. Yes. And I'm, it's kind of the same thing. And you I'll can be, feel it. Yes. And I'll be like, no, it's not. And sometimes I can ignore him for like an hour and just be and like, not just be like really in the zone or on a call or something. But then other times, mm-hmm. especially if I'm on a zoom, just with like my team, I'll, I'll pick him up and put him in my lap. So then he's on the zoom and everybody like loses their mind. So, um, started the job this week and mm-hmm. it's uh, in Seattle time. So I've been like, okay, I'm going to start Ooh. taking my lunch at on Seattle time because mm-hmm. that when I've worked other places, that has always been the biggest point of consternation is like multiple time zones is everyone doing lunch at a different time it like it makes lunch essentially two to three hours yeah, long yeah yeah that's a good point and so i was like i'll dig it at two and the lady's not handling that too well one one thing i wanted to, to just break off real quick because i know i realized you're seeing kind of the corner of the room that we've put up the posters mm-hmm. and stuff on mm-hmm. and the one you can't see oh let's see let's da, 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 da. Oh, look at that. Just letting you know it's up there, the I, Fraser I alphabet. You know, I, I, I was going to wait till the end to ask. So um. it was. I just noticed it's like the one that you can't yeah, see the in, in the framing. So I was yes. like, I want to make sure, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so, so glad. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for answering the question that I, the un, un, unspoken <laughs> question. Um, should we go ahead and get started? Absolutely. Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We like to talk about Fraser and our dogs. And sometimes Fraser's dog. I mean, have, uh, have we thought about like that? We we need to like get some like Craniacs merch for our dogs, like a bandana, a T-shirt. I have been. I have an idea for like a logo for us that I just haven't sat down and found someone to do. And I'll talk to you about it off air. Okay. Um, it's pretty simple. I think someone could do it. But if you're if you're out there, if you're a Craniac and you've got some art skills, hit us up and we can talk. Um, well, I also know a lot of graphic designers through my like job. I was texting with one of mine. I mean, graphic designers report to me, so they do. So. <laughs> oh, oh, you were saying that graphic designers report to me. I thought that was your call. Graphic designers report to no, me like yes, Avengers they, Assemble. In my line of work, I have I have one, and I'm about to have a second one report to me. So yes, um, just but also um, graphic designers report report <laughs> to me. You should do that. You should that should be your new call. You just scream it out in the office, and everyone's like, "What is this?" this well, so woman? one of mine, I have said so she. One of my direct reports, we work, we share an office. The other one is like kind of around the corner and she listens to music during the day. I totally get it. But that means like if I, if we need her to come in, I've said mm-hmm. that I want a light, but like, like a rope that I pull and her lights <laughs> flash in her office. And she's like, Just oh. a red light bulb. Yes. Yeah. And she's, and it's like, oh, Floral needs me. And then she's like, can get up you need, in. you need the bat phone from like 1966 yes. Batman that like lights up red. That's yes. what you just need. That is what, yeah. Um, so today we are talking about, and I didn't realize this is one we're doing today, uh, episode season seven, season nine. I don't know what's going on. I, again, I I woke up like mere moments before, like (laughs) I did this, uh, season nine, episodes eight and nine. We're going to start with episode eight, which is the 200th episode. Yeah. And so we are like really in the home stretch of this series now, because aren't there like 260 episodes or something? (laughs) <laughs> still like 60 more were like really? the home stretch really but yeah home stretch. guys we were down to our last 30 craniacs episodes uh, um so oh, okay <laughs> no i'm thinking about 60 episodes of Fraser because it is it is like again i feel like i've reached the point in the show we're also reaching the point where i think you were like i'm good and i feel like there's a little bit of that here i feel like we're still a pretty quality tv show but it's also like what more do we have to say about these characters? So we're not necessarily getting, we're not getting to the point where I stopped watching. We are getting to a point where I have only seen these episodes once. Okay, okay. And, and because these episodes, like, the episodes I'd seen multiple times was because of syndication, because of the Frasier mm-hmm. reruns. And so these just weren't in syndication nearly as often because they were late right. in the series. And well, it's also funny because I keep seeing people that, like, I associate Frasier with this very specific period of the 90s, and mm-hmm. I still keep thinking that's where we are. So, like, for example, in the 200th episode, one of the callers is Alice and Janie, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Alice and Janie didn't have a career, and I'm like, no, like, Janie, like, Janie, Sorry, Janie. like thinking about going back and 
rethinking about like like somebody else was on pretty early like recently that i was like oh yeah this is someone whose career was starting to take off so yeah also like allison janney still fantastic career so oh yeah 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 she's power to her um there are two okay so let me read the 200th episode uh imdb synopsis synopsis let me scroll over there we go Frazier has just completed his 2000th radio show, but discovers that one of his tapes of his collection, <laughs> one of the tapes of his collection of his broadcast oh. is missing. There's some excellent writing. Oh, uh, his quest to replace it borders on obsession, sending him spiraling into depression. That's a, So we've got a weird first sentence and a rhyming second sentence. This oh. is the most interesting IMDb synopsis I think we've had. Um, so there, I had two... Uh oh man oh I know what this other one is because I wrote I, I wrote two times I wrote on this thing holy <laughs> and the first one is you know HS it's it is Bill Gates they actually got Bill Gates to come in there's I have a whole three section. notes in a row that start with <laughs> OMG like I can't believe that he actually I mean I I I mean that was a big get at the time period oh, yeah. but it's I, just it, I would say it's still it would still be a big get I mean I I think that Bill Gates is uh, thought of less positively. Than he was right, then. but I th- I'd say it's still be a big get. I think it's also funny that it's like I want to know was he a fan of the show? Like why did he decide to do this? Like we're at the you know it's I think they're also you know grabbing Seattle luminaries is probably part of it. I feel like yeah. if we're going to see more and more Seattle people, well, I also think it just makes sense. I mean, that's probably why his team agreed to do it was that it was like it makes sense. This is a, like. Frazier's talked before about how much Freddie likes Microsoft and wants to go on a tour there. They're in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Frazier's a Seattle institution, like in the right, show right. context of the show. So yeah, you would have Bill Gates on there. I loved that all the phone calls though, were people asking for tech support. Well, it's also funny because like this, you're not going to find, I, I, I just remember when someone called up and went, do you need a boot disc yes. to get this on? And I'm like, wow, I remember where like getting a new update was so difficult in a, in a, and a project to get anything updated. And now like your iPhone is like, Hey, while you're sleeping, I went ahead and updated. No big deal. Yeah. Like everything, like you just click automatic updates on everything. So it's, it's funny it's you say that because my operating system, on my iPhone hadn't updated. I don't know when I don't, I didn't have the new update though. And so this week I was like, why isn't it updating? Because I had my white noise playing all night. It won't update if there is an audio oh, app playing. Oh, it will okay. update overnight. So I had an update on Thursday night. It took like an hour and a half. For so, it to like fully update, I was like, "This is this is a project." That's a lot of time to not have a phone. Like mm. that's the thing, you know. No, it was the whole downloading an update and then oh, okay, preparing. Okay. I was still able to use my phone. No, for the actual update was probably like ten minutes. Where like okay, my okay, phone was okay. unusable. But yes, even though it was ten minutes, this was while I was like getting ready for bed. So I was like, "This is a great time to do this." I realized how much I use my phone. You want to get yeah. ready for bed? Like I play music <laughs> and or a podcast, and I was like, "It's just silence." <laughs> I just for anybody out there because I used to have a very specific white noise machine. My mom gave me from like a Brooks Brookstone, yes, and we used it. it was very spe- there's it was like you know here are seven se- you know yes. seventeen different noises. I'm like there's one that like really works, mm-hmm. and so when it broke, like I had to go on eBay and find that exact same Brookstone one again for like sixty dollars. I was like okay, and then that one broke almost immediately, oh. and I was like okay, and so this is just my my thing out there for anybody who's. There's one that is twenty dollars on Amazon, and it's it, it's the one we use now, and it's is, is pretty good. Is it the Homedics one? I don't know. I think it's just Amazon Basics. It's oh. like the one they suggest. Okay, because I, I that's, that sounds almost exactly like my Homedics one. Which I'm looking. It's at just like a little here. square with like blue lights on oh, okay. it. Okay, like, no, mine's not. It's not square. Okay. Okay, but it's it's very small. So like now we when I you know the the I'm you can't see this craniacs, but I'm going to show Laurel. Like that's how big the the Brookstone was one. Mm-hmm. It was like a big. It was. It. I think it was made to be like, put it in your home where people can see, and they'll be like, "Oh, what's that?" And you're like, "That's my white noise machine." Like mm-hmm. this is how old this stupid thing was. And this one's like very tiny, like, like smaller than like a Google Home or something. But it's just a white noise machine. I think we both need to post in the Facebook group links to our white noise machine. Links to our. I'll do that, and I'll also find the original, the, the the Brookstone one I had that uh. was. I, I will also say uh, for anybody who has friends having babies, um, if your friends don't register for this, get it for them. It is a battery-powered white noise machine that's it's really portable. It can clip onto like a stroller and stuff. I think this one can run on batteries too. Okay, well, I, th- I think mine can too. But th- this is a super con- like you could slip it into your purse or something or a diaper bag really easily. I 
um, some friends who have registered for that. And I'm, everyone knows I love white noise machines. So I'm like, of course I'm getting that for you. And then now when <laughs> friends don't register for it, I get it for them. One Just throw it in there. Still text me. She had her baby in September or October. She still texts me and is like, this is the best gift we got. Right. And like, and you went off registry. Like I just like, just how did you know we needed this? And I'm like, well, if there's one thing I know it's everyone needs white noise. Uh, you'll find this funny. So the other day I went to sleep uh, before Tara. And so she's like coming in the room and like trying to be nice and quiet. And so the one thing about this white noise machine is you, you hit the button to turn it on and then you have to hold the button to turn it off. And if you mm-hmm. hit it like more, it turns up like a, like mm-hmm. a, like a mm-hmm. timer. And Tara doesn't get that. And it's also was kind of dark in the room. I, even though I had my mask on and she was like trying to be quiet. <laughs> so it's like, you know, our no- white noise machine is, mm-hmm. but it has a whole bunch of different options. And so she thought she was hitting the right button and it was the option. So I'm like half asleep and I'm kind of like, I know she's in the room without somebody just here. Rainstorm, trains, birds. <laughs> like it just, she's like, oh. <laughs> like trying to like go through it, and I just like start waking up, and I'm laughing like immediately, like, like what is going on? She's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I was trying to be quiet. <laughs> My mom used to have one where one of the options was a heartbeat. So could you imagine like, <sighs> boom, 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 yeah, boom, boom, like no. Okay, let's get the, back to this episode though. We talk a lot about white noise machines. Uh, we, I mean, sponsor us, home edit. Yes, sponsor us. Oh. Um, I wrote a note that when they were talking about going through the 2000th episode and like, oh, here's a blooper as chosen by you, and it's uh, Roz cursing about her paycheck. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't Frazier having sex on the air definitely make the the bloopers list? Do you remember when like mm-hmm. he hooked up with his boss with on, in the yes. studio? That was probably a little too X-rated to be uh, in the because that was like also in the middle of the night. They can't put that on during family time. Also, uh, I mean, well, again, I'm now reminded of the fact that I still cannot believe he was not fired. Right, exactly. <laughs> they, they both but, should have been fired, but um, yeah, I just remember that. I thought that was funny. So then we come to the other uh, uh, holy cow. We'll say so I don't have to bleep this 800 times. The uh, moment in this episode, which is when we discover, has that cabinet been there this whole show and we've wait, just never seen what's inside it wait i do want to say i think you skipped over a, 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 one of the omgs I, that's what this is actually what i thought your holy cow was gonna be the bulldog comes back oh yeah yeah, yeah. bulldog comes back um well i just i was like i did not remember at all that he comes back um it, i i think having him go away for a while and come back now makes me go like oh hello bulldog like yeah. he was yes. kind of over i'm kind um, of over the top I, in this I, episode i love that bill gates and noel are friends I just yes <laughs> yes i did like that um but yes, that cabinet has been there the whole time. Okay, because Niles makes a joke about. It. I thought that was where you kept your sweaters or something. Was a sweater cubby. Yes, I thought. I too thought it was an armoire of like clothing. Right, obviously, because it's probably something they put in there and never thought to open it. And yes. then this joke is amazing, where he opens it, and it's just every single tape of yes. all his episodes. Um, all in there, and it was, and then him noticing that one is upside down was amazing. I and thought like, that, so I remembered the gist of this that something had happened in one of the tapes, but I thought it was that one was missing. And if you looked at the right column at the very bottom, it looked like one was missing, and that's what mm. I thought he would notice. So I I love that it was one that was upside down, and then it was like he oh. calls everyone in where it's like an Agatha Christie like parlor scene with the be like where they reveal the killer. Yes. And he's like, he's like, maybe you took it out, Fraser. He's like, yes, but I would not replace it with the best of Hall and Oates, which is a, such a good delivery. Yes, I also just really enjoyed that it was Hall and Oates. Like, yes, it's just like that's amazing. Um, and then him like moving on from Daphne to to Niles, and then Daphne admitting that she did it. Yes, I, the, the whole scene was just so very. It, the, we we talk about there's ones where like Fraser is being Fraser and is like ruining the situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, and this starts to do this because I thought the whole thing was going to be they didn't never get to dinner because he was trying to figure it out. And this one was Fraser being Fraser, but I never felt like he's ruining something, so it's annoying me. Right? I was actually impressed that he didn't hold this over Daphne more. I thought right because I, I couldn't remember how this episode like resolved. I thought maybe it was him like just being really mad at Daphne and her spending the whole episode trying to make it up to him. And mm-hmm. I, I appreciated that that wasn't what happened. Um, but Fraser, so Frazier is like, Oh, I'll just have the station make me another one. In what <laughs> world would a radio station keep tapes of shows in cardboard boxes in a store in the basement? You, okay. 
you would be shocked because and and this is we're going to talk I'm we're going to talk very generally about wrestling because that's my r- reference but there are people who want to go see certain things that certain matches that aired like in the seventies and the eighties and whatever. And they're gone for all time because what happens is they get to the end of the thing, the thing and they go, Hey, we need to tape this for, if we want to do something else. Oh, well that's been two years, grab that tape and just tape over it. And no one thought about archiving for Mm -hmm. a very long time until recently. Like there is doctor who episodes that are just lost for time because they did over them. In fact, since they broadcast a certain way, you ever seen like Galaxy Quest where Galaxy Quest talks about like there's that alien culture that watched the old Galaxy Quests and stuff like mm-hmm, all, like mm-hmm, when, mm-hmm. or like there's a bunch of sci-fi movies where it's like we saw your TV broadcasts in space. So a bunch of Doctor Who episodes got lost and then they got found again because the transmission finally bounced off the moon and came back to Earth, and someone they're like, these transmissions are coming back, and they're looking through them, and they're Doctor Who episodes, and they were like, we have to record these. So there's like a few that were like found again because they came back from space. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Especially since it was Doctor Who. That is one of the craziest things I've heard lately. <laughs> I saw that. I saw. I have to double check it, but it's definitely something I saw in a museum where it was, it was not a museum for Doctor Who. It was mm-hmm. a museum, like a space museum. And they were mm-hmm. talking about that, how they'd found some, like there's, there's broadcasts that are coming back because they're mm-hmm. hitting something and yeah, coming back. Yeah. And so I mean, now I Doctor Who went, we don't have this episode anymore. Hit record, hit record. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is crazy. Well, I just, I don't know, but this was also, we have to remember 2001, 2002. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, you would think they were doing, the archiving was better than a few cassette tapes knocking around in a cardboard box. I mean, I think that was obviously cartoonish, especially since he goes, we don't have a lot of room down here. And he's like, where do you want these snow tires? Yes. He's like, next to my kids' bikes. I think, But I think, you know, we're still outside of the digital, like, archiving. Mm-hmm. Like, like, now there's a lot of, you know, the internet is, is still pretty, pretty early days in 2001. I think we're getting to the point where things are, are um, completely... Uh, you know, are 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 archived in a, in a very specific way. Yeah. Going like, but like going back to like, you know, I, the, this is the guy the podcast I listen to for wrestling, but he loves tapes of anything. Like he has all Johnny Carson. He has all mm-hmm. recordings of Johnny Carson. Like he'll go to swap meets and they'll be like, we have a bunch of unlabeled VHSs, and he's like, I'll take them. I'll take them off your hands for nothing. And he'll go through them and like just see what weird like commercials and stuff. Oh. But like that's what that's you know there's in in the in the wrestling community it's like somebody found a big Tupperware like not a Tupperware but like, like a, a Rubbermaid bin of, a rubber yeah. yeah Rubbermaid bin and they opened it up and there were like somebody had recorded like Mid South 1983 like Hulk Hogan's first appearance and it's like whoa you know or whatever so this is 100 percent something my parents would have on a VHS because mm-hmm. my mom was really into recording sh- taping shows recording shows and we have. My parents have probably a big cardboard box full of unlabeled VHSs yeah. that are episodes of ER. And somewhere on there is the season one finale of Grey's Anatomy that my mom never watched. And thus, she never kept watching Grey's Anatomy. Um, and so, yeah, that, that that's, uh, you know, if I ever like have mono and I'm staying with my parents or something, I'll just uh, I'll just start going through those. <laughs> I, I will say one more thing about this. So when I was growing up, there was the Ewok adventure, which was like this yes, made know. for TV movie. We, right. You've, you've talked a lot about the Ewok adventure. Did I talk to you about the, I found a YouTube channel that was just the commercials that were broadcast during the Maybe original airing have. of the Ewok adventure. That's what it felt like. Cause I was, it was somebody, cause I went back and watched it. And I saw it so many times. I memorized the commercials and I'm watching. It, I'm like, Oh, I remember this commercial. I remember this commercial. And then it gets to like, the local news and i'm like this is unfamiliar to me because i remember what our local news like you know like hey we've got you know rain coming up in the forecast Uh, we'll see you after the movie you know yes anyway um so fraser puts out a call to all of his fans to ask if anybody Mm -hmm. has a tape of the episode that's missing i think it's like episode 983 and somebody does and it is a it's fan. Adam Arkin. It, it's a, yes, it's Adam. I was supposed to say it's Alan Arkin. Their names need to be a little bit more different. <laughs> <laughs> it's Adam Arkin, who I absolutely love He's for great. his role on The West Wing as Stanley uh, Stanley Key something Key something is his last name. Um, but he plays the psychiatrist who helps. He works with ATVA, oh. which is American Trauma Victims Association. He helps Josh in one of the best episodes of The West Wing, Noel, with his PTSD after being shot. Oh right, right. One That's of the so best funny. Of the West Wing. I'm, I'm, I keep thinking of David Crumholtz being the psycholo- psychi- psychologist, 
psychiatrist, either one. But I, that's the newsroom, which is, of course, you know, just kind of the best, the victory lap Aaron Sorkin show of like everything he's done. It's funny because I have seen the newsroom and I don't remember David Krumholtz being in there at all. Um, but I believe you. I believe you. Yes. Um, he's all, it's, a, it's one episode. Oh, okay. So. so Stanley comes back in another episode when President Bartlett has insomnia. And um, yeah. So he comes back because he thinks he's meeting with Josh. And then he's not meeting with Josh. He's like, yeah, no, I'm doing great. I'm seeing that therapist you recommend, blah, blah, blah. And, he, and he's like, why am I here? That's it, funny because that's, that's why he, they bring in – that's why he goes to see – he can't sleep. And it's yeah. – the end of the episode is him going like, "Oh, it's because you had a bacon sandwich and bacon has this and it causes this." Blah blah blah. blah. And he goes, "But I want you need to go see somebody because of all this other trauma." Wait, is that what happens in? That's what happens in newsroom. Is that oh, what happens? No, in... I thought you were talking about what happens in West Wing. I was like, "That's not no, what no, happens." No. In the... Okay, okay. Oh, so in the newsroom, he's brought in because somebody can't sleep too. He he goes to him. It's it's um. Jeff Daniels' character, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, Will and he something. goes in because he can't sleep, and then like it's the typical, you know, Aaron Sorkin like I'm too manly to go to therapy, and then by the end of the show he's like learned a lot about him, but then he goes, oh by the way, your sleeping problem is just don't have as much bacon, you know, like oh. it's causing this. He goes, but you need to see a doctor for all this other trauma I've unearthed in our hour. Yeah, I mean, it, which it, is it, not how therapy works. No, and that's not what happens on the West Wing, but. Um, they, they know that the reason they bring him in is like they know that he can be discreet and they trust mm-hmm. him and he helped Josh with his PTSD. And so they're like, we're going to bring him. Keyworth, I think. Stanley Keyworth, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Now I just want to go watch that episode. Season two, Christmas <laughs> episode, Noel. Bradley Whitford won an Emmy for it. You, you take me later. Wow, he got shot in season two? That's how how quick it was, that. It was the end of season one. Showed? Is when you see all the gunshots, like all the gunshots. Is that the happen. end of season one? Mm-hmm. They wanted to end okay. with a bang in season one. Oh, I also boy. think that you know the West Wing was prestige TV, but the ratings weren't great, and so part of the re- I think I've read that or heard on a podcast that one of the reasons they did that was to ensure they'd be back for a season two, because they're like right. they won't cancel us if there's a cliffhanger. So. Real quick, I want to go into we. I have an ew moment in each uh, episode, and I want to go into the first one, which is uh, uh, Santa left a bit of bulldog in your stocking or something like that. Which that I was like, that was, was not so gross. It was way worse than I think the other one, but the the one in sharing Kirby that okay. we'll get to. But that one was bad. But I want to back up to something you were talking about. I forgot about this note, and I just saw it. Um, you were talking about how like you were surprised the whole episode wasn't Frasier, um, you know, kind of getting on on Daphne mm-hmm. about everything. Mm-hmm. When he is like, "What have we learned, Daphne? You will never do this again." Like it was kind of sideshow Bobby, where I like uh, his Simpsons character who's the murderer. Mm-hmm. I thought like if 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 in another world, if Frasier goes snap, <laughs> just like mur- like. Like it felt like one of those like dark comedies where it's like everything's going to be bo- fine, and then like a sudden death occurs to Daphne. Like it didn't, it, it wouldn't have felt super out of place the way he was talking to her. He's like, "You've learned a lesson: never do anything to me again, Daphne." It was really creepy. <laughs> I mean, Kelsey Grammer's agent—that is a free wreck for you that he could easily yes. play like a serial killer like that. Um, he. So I wrote down one of the things I wrote down is. Okay, I don't know what this is. I said it's not a hobby or a quirk. and Because I think Niles is talking to Frazier kind of about the obsession he has with this. Mm-hmm. And Frazier's like, so I have hobbies and quirks. And I was like, keeping records of work you've done is not a hobby. And it's also not a quirk. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's just something I bumped on where I was like, these are not good examples of what that is. Like a, a quirk, keeping track of things you've done, also not a quirk. What, what's The problem here is your obsession and now depression over this like not being complete. Yes. Um, how do we feel about Adam Arkin's obsession with Frasier? Um, I thought they needed to get out of there much faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think, it, you know, it was okay. Like, uh, I, I think sometimes we, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because I think as a society, we take psychology and psychiatry and mental health so much more seriously now than they did then. Mm-hmm. So like we see a character like this and we know, what the end point of that kind of obsession is. Whereas like this show is like, he will exist as someone like all he'll ever do is just have pictures of Frasier up, mm-hmm. you know, cause he'll, he'll never be on the show again. No, no, no. Um, but like, we think about like, that's somebody who's going to like come into the office with a rifle yes. at some point. Yes. Um, 
but like I also liked it as a method of 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 teaching Fra- Fraser the lesson mm-hmm. and him being like, you know what I won't. But then I, I him being like, you know what, you hold on to it. If I need that tape, I'll know where it is. Which was yeah. kind of like written. I think again, like knowing where we are as a society with mental health, like it's it's kind of dismissive. Not just dis- dismissive is not the word I'm looking for. But anyway, I, I feel like they wrote it to be a little more sentimental. Yes. <laughs> and being like, yes, crazy man, you keep a hold of it. And it did set up a good joke of Niles being like, do you have one, the ones when mm-hmm. he's like, I don't just collect anything. I know. I, I enjoyed that. Um, I wrote down that this was a sweet episode in the end. So I like, I like this one a lot. I think I kind of annoyed me that he didn't really apologize to Daphne. <laughs> he kind of went, just was like, Daphne, I've learned my, I've, I've learned how important it is to not be obsessed with things. And I'm like, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> that I made you cry over Hall and Oates, that I'm such a tyrannical overlord of this house that you have felt you needed to hide this from me. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'd say it speaks more to, yeah, how he runs the house and, mm-hmm, yes. and how unapproachable he seems when people have made mistakes. Um, um, the cold clothes I thought was very like physically funny. Like Remind you know, again, the, the cold closes because I watched uh, this last night. So, um, during oh, the episode, oh, Martin yes. reveals, yeah, Martin yes. reveals that he could, he's been breaking stuff for years and he just fixes it or, mm-hmm. or does stuff, and Fraser never notices. And then the end of the episode is he finds the pot that's been broken, mm-hmm. and when he turns around, everyone's gone. Mm-hmm. And then the the silent uh, cold close is Fraser like pantomiming fixing it, and then discovering the Tootsie Roll that has. Uh, replace the fertility gods um fertility Mm -hmm. and you know it's shot at this way where fraser is noticing and martin walks in and goes (gasps) and then like runs and runs away and fraser's also doing like the shocked upset face the very fraser face he does but i I do enjoy that that he was like wait a second when he looked at his face and then when he turns around everyone's out of the room i just yeah that was cartoony but funny a few little lols i had um when they're taking calls when bill gates is there and Roz said wow who knew we had a line seven really (laughs) enjoyed that um and then when fraser is depressed and not leaving his bed and he comes out into the apartment like in his robe and he said that he's will have whatever meal will be appropriate to this time of day yes (laughs) Uh, I liked how they were talking to him like he'd been asleep all weekend. I know. Well, it's funny because I was just talking to Leah before we got on here and she had a really big event for her job Thursday and Friday. And so now she's like recovering. She pulled an all nighter Wednesday night. Like she's just like really recovering. And she's like, I just need something to eat that isn't a burger because that's all I've had for like the last two days. (laughs) And she's like, but also like. It was like 9.30 in the morning. She's like, but I could also go for like lasagna right now and stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, your like circadian rhythms are completely off. <laughs> go for lasagna. Um, Ready to rate this episode? W- yes. And I have one. Oh, let's let you go first because I feel like the last few episodes I've I've stolen yours. No, no, you can go first. I, ha- I have a few. I have a few. Okay, okay. Because mine is I'm going to rate this uh, a line seven. Because I rated a seven, it's. I thought it that's, was. That's part of it, and I didn't think good. about that until you said. I thought it was a seven. I liked a lot of it. Um, I thought it was a fun. You know, it, it, it was. I feel like sometimes the like. One hundredth episodes are kind of like fan servicey, mm-hmm. and this was a like had a lot of callers. Um, it had a lot of special guests, and it was mm-hmm. fun. But it was also just a decent, Fraser story. That could, you know, if you didn't know this was the 200th episode, it would just feel like a very special Frasier episode. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, I, I'm going to also give this seven Polaroid cameras that Adam Arkin oh, had. Oh, right. Yeah. Man, it took me back. Also, when he's I, like, oh, no, your thumb was in front of the lens. I was like, that photo has not developed yet. <laughs> like, well, <it's- laughs> I also, no offense, but if I remember Polaroid cameras correctly, you'd have to be an absolute fool to get your thumb in front of that lens because of how boxy it is. Like, you, you'd have to be, hold the camera like this. You would like, need to have this. the longest thumb in the world. Yes. Like, I think it, I, I don't think it's technically possible. I could be wrong. If you've got a Polaroid out there, let us know, folks. Um, hold uh, on. I've got the, the well, let me do the thing real quick. Oh, no, it went away. You piece of garbage. So I brought it up on my phone. Facebook has been very weird with groups lately where it won't show me stuff in groups on, on desktop. Mm. I don't know why. Mm. If you have a Polaroid and you want to tell us how it works, uh, give us give us a call. Seattle area code 206-657-6986. We'll get that out there in the yeah. world. Yeah, please. Give us a call. Uh, so the next episode, Season 9, Episode 9, Sharing Kirby. Do you have a synopsis for us? 
I do. Kirby stops by KACL looking for a job, but Frazier gives him the brush off. Niall comes across a case of rare wine and reneges on his standing agreement to split such fines with Frazier. So that feels like a good, like, start up to this episode but then the the third sentence is they both start using when when they find out kirby has an in on some rare wine they start like using him again like one upping each other trying to get him on their side and kind of Which using I'd him against also, them you know accurate um i did you think we were going to see gene smart in this episode because i definitely did i did I, I think i've read somewhere that she's I don't know if she's done, but like I was when I was like Kirby's back. I think Kirby makes a lot more appearances than Gene Smart does. See, this is this was back when you were still looking people up on IMDb to see how many episodes they were in and spoiling their storylines. I have so. to, I no, this was recent because I needed to know like what's up with Kirby. Like I don't want to see Kirby much more. Okay, so I don't think I'm getting that wish. I am apologetic that I did not remember this episode and thus I did not remember that Kirby comes back and that he continues mm-hmm. to come back. Like, uh, yes, because now they've set him up, spoiler alert, at the end to be part of the radio station. So I wonder if he's going to come back well, even more through that. And, and I'm just now remembering this. A few days ago, I saw a guy like literally walking down the street and I thought, why does that guy look familiar? But like familiar from like a past time, he looked like Kirby, like had the same <laughs> haircut. And I was like, oh, God, Kirby, I'm glad we don't have to deal with him anymore. And then this episode started. I was like, no. I was about to say, there's probably a lot of people in parts of austin that have a real kirby look yeah it's uh, kirby yeah. slash what did i say that one time the lead singer of um spin doctor oh, yes oh man great things i have two princes in my head yep. how's it go can you a little louder what a little louder for those in the back yeah i'll, okay. I'll, put, I'll put a link to it in, in the in the facebook group oh, dang it. um i don't have a lot of uh, note specifically, I remember this episode, but again, this was the one where I was trying well, to well, maintain this consciousness. Is something that'll wake you up. Roz's hair in the opening scene is looks great, fantastic. I wrote down right? it is one hundred. It is glossy. It is shiny. It is like the style is great. I was like Roz, this is Tara. Hair. Tara went for South by Southwest and waited in line to go get some uh, Jonathan Van Ness products. Yes. Did she? Did she tell you this? Where she also like caught herself staring at him and he like turned and looked at her and caught her staring. It was like, hello, just kind of waved no. at her. And she was like, because it was, you could, you could have an appointment to go in and get your hair done or you could wait in line to mm-hmm. possibly have somebody in there do your mm-hmm. hair. Yes. I remember, I remember when this was happening and, and she went, she was waiting for a while. She went, ah, forget it. And she went in and just went to go get something else. She went, they let her in, you know, they let just a few mm-hmm. people in and somebody who was in was like, well, I don't know if you noticed, but if you look right over there, you might see someone you recognize. And Tara's like, what? And she looked over and he's doing the hair. Uh-huh. And then apparently she just sat there and stared until he looked at her and she's like, Oh God, like, <laughs> like looking around, but I've been using his conditioner and it is fantastic. I mean, I, I was going to say, I didn't want to make you, you know, embarrassed, but hair, hair looking on point. I mean, considering Craniacs, I, I was asleep different about his hair. No, but. I haven't <laughs> used it today, but it, it, it's funny that there's like a difference when I use conditioner. This is really important that everyone gets to hear this. It's like stringy and falls apart by use conditioner. It's like I don't have to use any product because it just stays up where I want it to go. I can't believe you're washing your hair and not using conditioner. Like what? I don't use it. Are you an animal? Like what? (laughs) Really? I don't know. Sometimes I forget. I didn't grow up using it because I have. You forget? (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Well, us ladies have to use conditioner. I mean, anybody who has like hair longer, like it goes to your ears or lower, like you have to, you definitely have to use conditioner. I also have, I also have a lot more naturally oily hair, so it tends to not dry out. I don't know. Cause like I, the rule of thumb for me is I use conditioner ears and below. I don't do anywhere up by my scalp or my roots. Cause then that will Mm -hmm. have oily buildup. You have such short hair. I now I'm like, Oh, actually I don't know how guys use conditioner. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I I just use just a tiny little bit and just go through there. And then it kind of all keeps together. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say like, I, that was a thing I, I, that happened a lot as if like, you know, in college and late high school is sometimes some girl would notice my hair and rubber hands. She'd be like, you have such nice hair. What do you use? And I remember very many times going like, oh, just shampoo. And they're like, you don't use conditioner. I, I really, like, I really no. wish you were like, Pert plus. <laughs> I mean, um, it's head and shoulders. Like, yeah, yeah nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. Uh, I, you, you bet the person, I most recently dated somebody who had like long, like a guy who had long hair. And it was funny mm-hmm. to be like, you don't do any, like you use shampoo and then you let your hair air dry. 
Because I was like, you have long hair that you should like. Well, you remember it? when I had long hair? No. Did you know me when I had long hair? No. Like, oh, okay. So Craniacs, he's holding his hand to like his shoulder. My shoulder. Yeah, I used to have long hair in, in college. I, I, I don't remember this. Like, like, like um, hair you could pull into like a bun or a ponytail? Just barely. Like it was like here. But oh, it was, I, I it was, I'll find a picture. We'll post it somewhere. And I didn't use conditioner in that. And now I'm like, oh man, it could have been so much better if I'd actually done something with it. But well, you know, it was when I came back from Australia. Yeah. I had kind of long hair. Oh yeah. I, I don't think I knew you then. Uh, remember that I am a bit younger. You would have been a yet. freshman. So there's a chance like, you know, but I think I would have cut it by the time like you entered the panholytic system. Well, wait, <laughs> can't you only study abroad in Australia in the spring? Yeah, so I had it when I came back, like my first senior oh, semester. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wasn't hanging out with wasn't hanging out with frat guys yet. <laughs> I was still just a just just, just a little, little sweet little the, the, lady. Yes, um, the the, fin- the fence around your bed extended to the whole dorm. You weren't letting people into your life at that point. <laughs> yes, your freshman year of college, you're not letting anybody in. Yeah, you're all you're doing is making friends. Your freshman year of college. Um, Okay, let's get back to this episode. I wonder what Kirby's hair care regimen is for all of those curls. Um, I mean, just well, the same way you keep a Brillo pad going, I guess. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed that the person that they were, uh, Lucius, the tri- uh, triple major from Harvard that Fraser wanted mm-hmm. to hire, plays the, the shamisen, which is a Japanese guitar that you that you strum with a ladle. A spatula is what I'm they sorry, say. spatula. Yes, yeah, spatula. But is that a real thing? Or is, like, I didn't, I meant to look it up, but again, I couldn't. Well, and this was actually, this was a rare time that I didn't have captions on, so I didn't see, I, I just wrote it down phonetically. Um, I had them on, but I don't think I can remember how to spell it. It was it was not, like, also the the, the Samishin, like, that doesn't sound Japanese I, I to me. I spelled it right. It is a three-string wow, traditional Japanese musical instrument derived from the Chinese instrument Sangjan. It is played with a plectrum called a bachai, or a bakai. I cannot make this up. <laughs> <laughs> It also can be called a samisen. It's also known as the sangen. Uh, that yeah. sounds a little more Japanese. Samisen just sound, I thought it sounds Scottish to me. Almost. Yeah, or yeah, or I think it almost sounds French, like oh, a shamisen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it is uh, the instrument. It, it's it varies in shape depending on the genre in which it is used. The instrument used to accompany kab- the instrument used to accompany kabuki has a thin neck facilitating the agile and virtuosic requirements of that genre. The one used mm. to accompany puppet plays and folk songs has a longer and thicker neck instead to match the more robust music of those genres. I am now fascinated. <laughs> well, it's funny to me because I will say the one thing about that joke that made it feel inauthentic to these characters was the fact that they referred to the the, in, the in pl- plucking instrument as a spatula, spatula. and yes. not giving it the actual name because I'm like, there's no way it's called a spatula. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's called something. But. You're right. It is, it's It's played with a plectrum called a yes. bakai or a bachai. I can't, I don't know. Oh, here we go. The Japanese pronunciation is usually shamisen, but sometimes jamisen when used as a suffix. Mm. In Western Japanese dialects and several Edo period sources, it is both written and pronounced as samisen. Well, this has been <laughs> World <laughs> Musical Instruments with Laurel and Ryan. <laughs> this is probably will be the uh, Tara's favorite part of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tara should add a shamisen to her repertoire. Um, yes, that's exactly what I need downstairs is another <laughs> musical instrument. Uh, I enjoy that Frasier referred to Kenny telling Kirby to go to the vending machine, the Hershey kiss off. Yes, I have that written down too. That was probably the joke of the episode in my opinion. Yes, yes. That and Kirby... Eating Cheetos, but with the gloves with the on gloves was on? a pretty, yeah, it was a pretty underrated joke. And like kicking off that, have you ever done that? I've always wanted to do that, like Belle from Beauty and the Beast, just like, no, I want I, more. I've never <laughs> been in a library that has a ladder like that. I've, I don't, that actually, okay, I take that back. There is one conference room at work that has that, but you, there's, oh, I, I can't hop up on a ladder and do that. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not going to be like, oh, what, what a good meeting this was, everybody. Pardon me. Woo! Uh, I mean, we just work in very different. I feel like that would there'd be a line after every meeting if, if I worked in a place ahead of those. I think it would just be amazing if I was um, if I like push off on that uh, that part of the song Bell when she's like, "See, yeah, yeah exactly." And people um, would be like, "Um, it was that, I, that coworker Laurel you used to have." <laughs> I feel I feel really really bad because I think I did I said Bell and then I said I want more, which is. 
Ariel. Little Mermaid. And I'm, yeah, I know. I was considering wow. I, have, wow. I know, right? Turn in your Disney <laughs> podcaster card and think about what you've done. Um, I, I've, I, I swear I've been to half price books that have them, but I think when they are, it's like maybe three feet distance yes, it's not like right. around the corner like that i'm thinking of the old half price books in dallas before they yeah. moved into the the former like borders uh, uh no it was a sports town it was a sporting goods store um Ooh. when they used to be in that across um uh that that road this is not at all helpful northwest highway in greenville but across that that smaller road um where they were almost in like an old like something that had once been like an old house they definitely you're right they definitely yeah. had those ladders but i think it was very much like employee use only well, right, right, right. I mean, it's like <laughs> you're basically making the decision: do I want to, do I want to ever shop at this half price books again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember when they moved. I still don't like the new. I call it the new half price books. They probably moved 15 or 20 years ago. Right. I, I still don't because it just it lacks the charm of the other ones. <laughs> have so. you have you seen those T-shirts that say it's weird to be the same age as old people? Like that's what I feel like now. <laughs> it's like. Like that's exactly how I feel. Where it's like, oh, that new half price books that was fifteen years ago. <laughs> like okay. there, at my parents' house, we have a chair that we call the new chair. It was purchased in two thousand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it is the. It is also not the that newest chair can chair drink in yeah. the living room, and it's still the new chair. <laughs> like the word "new" has no. Yeah. meaning anymore for that chair it's just the sound that you know relates to that it's it's like the name of that that thing is the new chair i think that my dad has started because i think my mom and i mainly call it that i think my dad has tried to call it like the chair with the ottoman and i'm like the new chair it's it's also leo's favorite chair at their house so i'm always like oh did leo sleep in the new chair last night and my dad's like mm-hmm. it's not new <laughs> um anything I, to not talk about this episode <laughs> i thought that the conflict between fraser and niles was stupid um, because I was like, yes, he's not, maybe he's not going to sell you that half of the case, but y'all are going to drink that wine together at some point. I, I don't know. I, just, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that was the point is it was very dumb. And then it ended up being Kirby who got what he wanted at the end, but, yes. but by them trying to like buy Kirby off and then Frazier doing the one thing Kirby wanted and then realizing, oh, this means I have to like now work with Kirby. Yes. Like that was the whole, the whole, I mean, issue they're, they're buying him. I don't know what were they shoes? I don't remember. Again, I was kind of like dozing off there. They looked like Air Jordans before. Niles I got him like a really cool pair of shoes, and then Fraser was <laughs> Fraser was like, "You're gonna need some new togs to go with that." I have an account at Bidwell's, and I'll get you set up. He was like, "I've never had togs before," and you know what togs are? No, clothing. what's a tog? It's just clothing. Togs. Oh. It's like like my mom says, "togged out," which just means like, oh, like like you're really dressed up. But like hmm. togs are like just it's like slang for cl- just general clothing. In my head, they felt that felt like Birkenstocks or something, like really comfortable sandals. I don't know why. So He's I, like, at togs. I also think it could be confused for Todd's, T-O-D-S, which are a brand of shoes. Mm. But no, togs is just ge- like a general word for clothing. Or uh, it could be confused for pogs. Yeah, pogs? He def- Bidwell's definitely sold pogs back pogs? in 2001. Yes, and Everybody. Slammers. In 2001, yeah. Yeah, in 2001, pogs were still a thing. Um, (laughs) One of the other plots is that Martin has to wear a blood pressure cuff. Um, That was funny. I really liked that one. I enjoyed that, too. And I was actually, I'm in a very stressful time at work right now. And I was like, I'm going to start using this. I'm going to take a deep breath and then be like, red balloon, red balloon. Well, it was just so funny watching him actually visually watch the balloon fly away or whatever. That really made me laugh. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. So the, the whole bit of like every time he got mad, it started going was probably the funniest thing for me of him like getting mad. It was like you're like beep beep. He's like no no not yet. Yes, <laughs> yes. I also was like that would be such an annoying thing to wear for like 48 hours yeah. or whatever. I did enjoy though that at the end he still wanted to watch Daphne's movie and she's like, do you want to turn on the sports game? He's like, no, let's finish this that movie. Was, if, if, if you'll quit talking. <laughs> yeah, that was funny because like I kind of was like, wait, is Martin enjoying, like I was kind of figuring out like, is that what the joke they're trying to make is? Yes. And then he's like, be quiet. Um, to Jillian on her 37th, 37th birthday. And message in a bottle. Do you know what either of those are about? Yes, Message in a Bottle. Um, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I believe it stars Robin Wright, formerly Robin Wright Penn, and maybe Kevin Costner, um, which I, has to do – I haven't seen it, but it has to do with like, a woman who finds like a message in a bottle like at the beach or something. And to Jillian on her 37th birthday is, I think, Michelle Pfeiffer and Peter Gallagher. And I want to say that That either, sounds – oh. Peter Gallagher is her husband who's died, but he's left her a, a letter for her 37th birthday or something. What's the one with Michelle Pfeiffer? And George Clooney? 
I remember one very specifically. I remember this line where it's like, it's basically the kids like, I like milk with pizza. And everyone else at the table is like, ugh. And she's like, I like milk with pizza too. And it's like, this kid has like oh, come uh, back. Uh, the deep end of the ocean. Yes. Okay. Yeah, where like their son was kidnapped <laughs> when he was like a toddler. And then he's found when he's like 11 years old. Yeah. Um, and I remember that because I used to love milk with pizza. And I was like, oh, that was, and that's when I like, it was like the shocking revelation. I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. I feel that I, um, I feel like that was a very common thing when you were younger, like at pizza parties and stuff, someone's parents would like serve milk. So I am right. It's Michelle Pfeiffer and Peter Gallagher. And uh, I'm sorry, Michelle Pfeiffer is the one who's died. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she fell from the mast of their yacht on a sailing trip. Uh, oh, and, so, and he communicates with her spirit and unwittingly neglects his daughter, Rachel, played by Claire Danes. So, um, yeah, I've, I've never seen it. These were the, these movies came out in like the late. Yeah, this came out in 1996. These movies came out in like the late 90s. This was not a yeah. genre I was in. This is still not a genre I would be into. But I feel like I remembered the title more than I remembered anything about the movie. Yes, I will say that I that I think these movies. Um, something very popular right now is called. You've probably heard about it, is the coastal grandma aesthetic. Um, <laughs> and it's like Diane Keaton and something's got to give. Pretty much any older woman in like a Nancy Myers movie or something. But I would say like. Diane Keaton and Something's Gotta Give is very, uh, very apt. Kind of what Martha Stewart wears now where it's like loose, breathable fabric. Right, 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 right. Like earth tones, um, lots of like chunk, like chunky sweaters and stuff and just. Coastal Grandma Aesthetic is a great band name. I I, I also. (laughs) Feels like Notre Milk Hotel. (laughs) Yes. Um, so yeah, guys, I'll post I'll post some details about Coastal Grandma aesthetic. Um, maybe, maybe that's the title of this episode, Coastal Grandma aesthetic. Yeah, it has to be. I love it so much. Um, but I, I don't, I, you know, I don't know if I have anything else to say about this episode. Do we just need to put this to bed? I, yeah, I, I agree. There's, you know, I it's I think this may be the beginning of the like Kirby watch 2022 where we're just like, is Kirby coming back? Uh, it's less of a, like we are interested in what's going on with Kirby and more of a Kirby watches in like a tornado watch where yes. it's like, Oh God, it's oh, back. Yes. We have to make sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like, will we, will we emerge unscathed? A, dis- a disaster is coming. <laughs> yes. Um, well, so yeah, I, I would give this, can I go ahead and rate this first? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to give this four Shamisons. Yeah, I'm going to give it... Um, oh, so first of all, I'm going to talk about... I forgot this one had another ooh moment, which is where he said, I was too busy looking at jugs oh. and bottles. And I was like... And I, listen, I make a lot of jug jokes. Like, I have this thing whenever we're at the... Listen, <laughs> whenever there's anything with jugs, I take two of them and I go, Hey, Tara, can you hold these for a sec? And she used to fall for it. And then I'd be like, Hey, nice jugs. And it was just... I love that joke. And now she's like... Okay, let's get this over with <laughs> whenever we're anywhere with jugs. Anyway. I'm just, again... Like Tara deserves an award for the fact that y'all are still married. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess I give it four. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm not even gonna. I'm gonna say uh, four Cheeto encrusted white gloves. That was Those, gonna that be was, my other thing I would have picked. It's like my favorite thing because they kind of draw a little attention to. It. It's like, hey, I'm wearing the gloves, but like even before then, like the it's just a a, a sight gag that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Of like, mm-hmm. that's funny that he like. Because I saw the whole story. Niles obviously said you have to wear the gloves. He goes, oh, okay, sure. But then, like, didn't understand why I was just eating Cheetos. Yes. Yes. And, of course, Cheetos. Like. <laughs> oh, the it. worst thing you can eat while doing anything in any collection. Yes. Yes. Um, Which is interesting because I feel like this is a, you know, we talk about the obsession of, of Frazier's collection in the first one, and then Niles has got his obsessive book collection. The only you know, I don't think it's, it's... the one thing he's fussy about. The one that was a good... The Daphne look to him yes. was very subtle, but just like, oh. Because her look was like, oh, you really believe that, don't you? <laughs> I really enjoy what we've settled into with the Niles and Daphne relationship. It's not a focal point of every episode. It's not a storyline. It's just like, they are together and they're being well, just a couple. And let's let's talk about one more thing before we go on. I think it was in the previous episode. Is the outfit like Niles was wearing when he came to pick up Daphne? It might have been this one, but there was one where he came to pick him up and he was wearing just like a like a black kind of simple jacket, and he wasn't wearing like his his full suit. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he's relaxing. Like yes. and I think the first time we saw this very early when they were actually together when they were going to go exercise and he was wearing ath- Niles athleisure. Yes. And now every once in a while he's got like 
normal clothes. Like I think he still wears the Niles outfit, but but he actually has casual clothes now. So yes, yeah. And 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 Fraser is becoming more of the like fuss fuss budget fuss bucket. What's that word? Have you heard that? I mean f- fuss budget. Fuss budget. Yes, yeah. like he's very very fussy. So um, well, if. I, I, I would like to throw out to the Craniacs, if they've got whatever their collection is, what's something you collect and you're kind of maybe yes. obsessive about? Let us know. Um, as I mentioned can earlier. I, share, can I, I think oh, yeah, I've shared ahead. this before. I used to collect when I was younger, like preteen and stuff, TV guides. I kept every single TV guide we got. Um, and those all got recycled at some point with, with my blessing. I, but I think you've talked about that. I, that's before, what I, that's what I was gonna say. I've definitely talked about this before. But yeah, and I, I used to love going back and rereading old TV guides. Not not like the listings of what was on, but just TV guide used to have really good articles. I've got. I've been lately. My thing I've been finding is all my old tabletop role playing game source books that I will never play, but I read through and just see how they play oh. the game and that sort of thing. I've just <clears throat> I just backed one that. Speaking of coastal grandma authentic aesthetic it's basically like you you play as older women trying to solve a mystery in like maine so i thought that was funny that's that very is coastal. peak coastal grandmother aesthetic <laughs> yes um also real quick before we go on to something else i do want to reveal what my amazon purchase was because a couple people guessed it do you want to see it like i have to go get it it's it no. i can just describe because i think i'm going to show it to you and you're gonna go oh this was not something i need to see but just, it, it just is tell- just describe it. Uh, a a Lego Star Wars uh, X-wing pilot helmet. And that Amazon thought that was important enough to offer to deliver it at five a.m. the next four day. in the morning. Yes, they're like, you need this in the next six hours. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> like is- for free as part of of Amazon Prime. Like, I get excited when you buy something on Amazon Prime, and it's like, well. Normally, we're two-day shipping, but we can get it to you tomorrow. I'm like, oh, yes, I need whatever it is tomorrow. Thank you for doing it. And this is like, we can get it to you by 4 a.m. I'm like, I don't want to be woken up for yes <laughs> Lego X-Wing. What I'm also just like, this person it. does not need to be driving into my neighborhood at 4 a.m. to drop off that. Right. Um, I, yeah. Uh, right. Yes, you're right. I was thinking of the Amazon driver. <laughs> yes. Um, um, so if you guys want to get, get at us with whatever your collection is, give us a call. Seattle Seattle area code 206-657-6986. We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. At Craniacs on Twitter. Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, and you know where all those are. I feel like every time we list them, it's just like, you know where to get podcasts. If you're listening to this, you know where to yes. get podcasts. If Wherever you get your podcasts, see if you can review us, and if you can, give us the highest review possible a five-star review where you can do that especially on apple uh podcast that's probably the best place to do it five-star full review if you want to give us a four-star lower review laurel don't do it laurel shaking her head no but laurel might have a better idea of what you could do at that time i do guys i actually just have a lot of pop culture recommendations i'm gonna just narrow it down (laughs) um i just started listening to a new podcast um from vanity fair called dynasty which is about the British royal family, and it's Uh-oh. but it's looking more at the modern British royal family, and like um, the first episode just kind of touches on a few things, like Harry and Meghan deciding to you know give up their royal duties, Prince Philip dying a little bit. Um, this next episode is all about William and Kate and like their love story and everything, but it is like they've got reporters from the from Britain and from the U.S. and because it's Vanity Fair, they always have like stuff that other outlets don't have because they're such a well respected outlet, and also. They really do their homework on it. I really enjoy it. And one of my favorite things is that one of the main hosts is British and she calls it Dynasty. So she's like, this is Vanity Fest Dynasty. <laughs> and so if you, if this just, I, I think the episodes are maybe an hour long. And uh, I mean, I, I am a, you know, known royal fanatic. Um, every time I try to just give up. I thought you were just saying known royal. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Who can say? Who can say? Uh but and every time I think I'm going to be less interested in them, they just reel me back in. So um, yeah, I, I just I I, don't know, I highly enjoy it, um, and it, it's not like a let's talk about Queen Victoria. No, it, it stays with the modern royal family, and about and it really starts. To, I mean, it looks seems like it's really going to address the question of like what is the point of them now? Um, no, yeah, and especially given all of the you know scandals that have happened, especially like Prince Andrew and things like that, it's just. Yeah, it's it, it doesn't seem to be like we're going to talk about Princess Diana again because like we know everything. It's right. It's fine. Um, so anyway, that is Dynasty. 
by Vanity Fair. You can also find that on all of your podcast uh, different apps. Have we talked about Taskmaster on this show? The yeah. the British the British kind of game show. Oh, you've mentioned it because uh, Rose Montefeo was on it, I yes. think? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's essentially just talk? making yeah. comedians do funny bits. But one of them, they, they gave every contestant $20 and they said, you have, you know, until we actually film in a live studio on, it's just like months away, to buy a gift for the Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. And one of them bought him a, like a, the smallest plot of land available in England. And they're like, technically, you're a British lord now. <laughs> That's, um, oh my gosh. <laughs> I think she won that round. Guys, if anybody is like, what do you get the woman that has everything, a.k.a. your favorite podcast host, Laurel? I don't have that. <laughs> so I wonder if it's such weird antiquated laws that you can only do it for a man, right? You can only That wouldn't surprise me. It also wouldn't surprise me if you could only do it for a British citizen. Yeah, I mean, that's probably part of it. But you know but, what? I would like somebody to look into that and to, to let me know. It, it was just funny because he made everyone refer to him as Lord Greg Davies for like the rest of the episode. Amazing. Yes. I, I, I'm i sorry. I would be changing my address labels. I would be adding that it's, to my LinkedIn profile. Have you seen those memes that are like, I won't tell you when I win the lottery, but there will be some hints. And it's like showing like like somebody dressed like very elegantly and things like that. Yes. Yes. I mean, I feel I feel like that'd be like. If if Laurel had her, I guess it was twenty pounds, so about forty dollar bit of British land, and was a lady. We would all there would be signs. Yes. Um, also, I too, you will not. I will never tell you if I win the lottery. You will also be like, did Laurel change her cell phone number? Yes, she did. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the, the lady thing, it'll be like, do you remember when Laurel just started having high tea every day? It was very strange. <laughs> she didn't tell us why. Do you remember when Laurel had a butler? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you had a Ferguson. I did. I had a Ferguson. And I said, take as many liberties as you want, Ferguson. <laughs> that well, sounds dirty. <laughs> I know. Yeah. For some reason, like we all know what it means, but at the same time, it's just. It's okay. Victor uh, Garber's anyway. day. It would be strictly platonic. <laughs> well, well, uh, Craniacs, thanks for listening. Uh, let us know what your obsessions are. Let us know when you listen to Dynasty or Dynasty. Dynasty. And, and until then, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all. Thank you.